so we're back for round two on integrity. (laughs) (laughs) Um, An interesting question that I forgot to ask that I think we, uh, I I think a lot of people maybe that are, whether they're listening or, or just like the thoughts out there, like integrity and saying that you're going to do what you set out to do. How does that relate to addiction when sometimes it's not always in our complete power, whether psychologically or physiologically, in Mm -hmm. order to achieve something? That one's tough. That one, this is what I mean by what you practice is what you become good at, right? Like your body, it's not just a pattern. It's like your body solidifies these things in your neurology that uh, is now your new normal. So these patterns that we do that become our everyday thing, like we all brush our teeth every morning. That's just a normal thing we do. You know, you mentioned smoking, like it just becomes part of your routine, part of your habits. And that's, it's really hard because basically you've trained your central nervous system to have this status quo. And then when you take that thing away, if we're going to use the example of smoking, this panic sets in of just like, I don't have this normal, this piece of my life that, you know, your body just becomes kind of mm-hmm. independent, right? Yeah. And so this one I want to say, like, you got to get some help in some way. Like, don't do this alone. Be good, be kind to yourself, you know, support mm-hmm. yourself. Get a community that's going to help you with this because you're going to have a lot of, like, cognitions and a lot of physiological responses to want to come back to that addiction. And so I think that you need a community to help say, like, you're going to be okay and to help calm that central nervous system so that you can achieve this goal. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and then what was I going to say there? Oh, forgiveness, because I think you're going to come back to, you know, it's, it's not, it's not a linear path of like, I'm going to do this. If I have an addiction to it, I'm going to quit this. Bam, we're done. Sure, some people have really powerful minds and you can just flip it like that. And other people, they need to believe in themselves a little more and and spend some time kind of having this up and down rocky road. So forgiving yourself when you do slip up, but not using that as a crutch to say, well, it's all gone to shit. Sorry, I don't know if I can swear on you or not. <laughs> um, but, but getting back up and being like, okay, that was one little, little blip. Yeah. Let's keep going now. Like not letting your identity or like your self-worth rely on that one little slip is that adequate (laughs) i I think so and and also maybe starting with something like easier to achieve and building Mm. up the confidence and stuff it's kind of like what i talk with with building up whether it's discipline or mental toughness you you start with like the easier things and snowball the victories into to bigger challenges and maybe that Mm. Uh, I've never had to, maybe that's, I've never had to like overcome any like sort of like uh, addictions like that in order to speak from personal experience. But I, I think that that's probably a good way to go about it. And yeah, I think that builds on that. What we've talked about self-awareness and knowing yourself and believing in yourself, right? It's yeah. really important for this because then you know what you're capable of. Mm-hmm. So yeah, start small. I think that's a good piece of advice. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Flowcast. This is the podcast for information and inspiration on your journey to finding your flow. 
This episode, we're talking about integrity. So let's dive right into the conversation with Telsey and I. In this episode, it took us a little bit of time to warm up. We were both running on a little bit less sleep than usual. And just bear with the first few minutes of the podcast. It picks right up once we find our own flow in the conversation. The topic for today that we're going off of is the idea of integrity and I think uh, let's let's start out by just explaining kind of what you mean about integrity and I'll go off of it I tend to use the term reliability a little bit more just because that's the that's one of my sort of core values so it's I think they kind of represent the same thing but what do you mean by integrity Mm, yeah you stole my thunder on the core core value term that's uh, (laughs) integrity is one of my core values for sure um essentially i just mean doing what you say you're gonna do um so if you say you're gonna complete a task do it fulfilling your your proper duties right yeah yeah and i i agree it's uh with with the term reliability in my case or and just meaning the same thing and integrity is very important and uh i think what we're trying to tease apart today is is seeing how that can lead to whether it's you know more i guess mental at ease or greater flow kind of just becoming a little more in tune with yourself by actually upholding your standards and saying what you say you're going to do or mm-hmm. doing what you say you're going to do. Yeah. And, um, so with that in mind, um, like what do you see as kind of the, what's, what's the issue that we've got right now in, in the world with mm-hmm. this whole integrity piece? Well, I'm going to speak to my world, and hopefully that's generalizable (laughs) to the population. Um, But what I'm seeing is a lot of people saying yes to things that are too much for them. And I mean that in a few ways. One, like out of their kind of scope of knowledge or um, saying yes to things that they just don't have time for. So it's this like excited idea and then it fizzles into nothing. Um, so it's leading to a lot of dead ends. And one thing I was thinking about on my way over here is how we're in this time where like self-love and self-care is so highly talked about and it's cool. I'm just wondering if it's really practiced because we're also in this time where burnout is so prevalent. Like a lot of people are tired. A lot of people are exhausted. I don't know how many people you've talked to recently that said, I'm tired. We both did this morning, yeah. <laughs> but, but uh, it's interesting. And I think that maybe a lack of integrity leads to burnout because we're saying yes to things that we don't have the capacity for. And then we're too busy and we're too tired to get them done. Yeah. Interesting. And so, now we're disappointed. So it's, I think that's a, it's a great place to start because I think when people think about the idea of integrity and doing what you say you're going to do and people just tend to oblige everybody by saying yes about everything. And if you kind of approach the idea of needing to always uphold everything that you say you're going to do from the standpoint of saying yes to everything, then it, it becomes this 
this issue of biting off more than you can chew. And it's interesting that you kind of talk about saying just simplify things mm-hmm. in, in your life and in in whatever you value and then approach those with integrity. So what happens is it do you think it's more an issue of people that are sort of not living with integrity are not in tune with themselves enough and that they need to become a little more self-aware before they they start saying yes to everything. Yeah, I think that's a big puzzle piece missing is that you you have to know yourself to know your capacities. Um, and so if you if you don't know yourself and you just get excited about things and you ride off of that emotional high of being like, woo, this is going to be fun, but then you don't have the capacity for it, then like I said, you've led yourself to disappointment. Like it's this, that like your self-worth is then questioned of like, oh, like what good am I? What can I, like I couldn't even get all this stuff done, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. So my big thing with integrity is, yeah, you gotta you gotta get to know yourself, and you gotta get to know what you're capable of, and you have to know where your boundaries are. So you have to set them. What is too much for you? What's not enough for you? And then from there, navigate in between. And I think that what we talked about last week really ties into this too of the the spring cleaning idea of getting rid of things that are weighing you down. Mm-hmm. So simplifying your life, doing what brings you joy, saying yes to things that bring you joy so that it's not this begrudging journey to integrity, but it's like, this is fun. And I'm doing like, I'm, you know, for lack of a better term, we'll say we're hitting our goals. You know, that's the same thing in my opinion as integrity. I say, I'm going to do it. Then I hit it. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, that self-awareness piece is huge. Okay. I think. Yeah, I agree. So that's, um, you know, there's there's a lot of interesting books that kind of talk about the the self awareness and and how you need a lot of like quiet time alone for contemplation in order to become aware of what is deeply meaningful to you. Mm-hmm. And so, I think that's if we're kind of teasing apart the actionable advice in this in this episode as well, and what people can kind of take upon themselves in order to you know live with more integrity is is you got to have that time for quiet contemplation where you're just alone with your own thoughts and not being influenced by any other external thoughts and so that's um that also means like i don't know i i didn't fully get this for a long time this whole concept of like if you are trying to do something um, like contemplative or on your own, that actually means also, you know, no reading, no listening to music, no listening to podcasts, because those are all actually external influences on your brain. Even music without any lyrics is somebody else's like ideas coming into your head. So you've got to give yourself that quiet time that's actually truly contemplative. And, you know, we, we come back to the idea of nature a lot here because it's it's something that we we really value as well and whether it's getting out in nature to find some solitude in basically the the most natural setting possible because that's kind of that just eliminates all those distractions from your mind uh things like meditation or or just being alone with your own thoughts and something that or or also writing it down for yourself because that's a really important way to 
extract those values that are actually yours. Mm -hmm. So I think that uh, a quote that kind of came to me uh, that I really have liked over the past couple of years that I think is really integral to this whole idea is, is one from Seneca. And, uh, so I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna read it out cause I can't really recall, call it's, it's fairly long and, and complicated. So I don't want to just mess it up by paraphrasing, <laughs> but it's, a, it's, it's essentially about the idea of, it's, it's something that, um, it, it really like hit a point home for me as the idea between like that time to read and that time to write and like those mm-hmm. thoughts that you're getting from somebody else versus like your own thoughts and processing what you, what you feel, um, most deeply. So he's got this, uh, this quote that says we ought not to confine ourselves either to writing or to reading the one continuous writing will cast a gloom over our strength and exhaust it. The other will make our strength flabby and watery. It is better to have recourse to them alternately and to blend one with the other so that the fruits of one's reading may be reduced to concrete form by the pen. Mm. So I really, I really like that. It's the idea that you can't just, it, it, it definitely like uh, resonates with me. So the idea you can't just like read book after book, you've got to take that time to mm-hmm. like digest and process the ideas. And even Robert Greene was talking about this in the laws of human nature that you don't want to just like gobble up book after book. You've got to have that time to like, think and process the ideas that you're picking up from a book and really like savor them. Mm-hmm. And, um, without getting like way too off track on talking just like about books and reading and everything, how this ties back to integrity is I think that, um, yeah, it's, it's important to extract ideas from other people in one way or another, whether it's through audio video or, or, um, like written media, but you've also, you can't just like, constantly go at it you've got to also give yourself the time to think for yourself mm-hmm. and otherwise as he says your your strength becomes watery and flabby yeah, yeah. yeah i like that quote um just kind of ties into what we were saying about capacities right like mm-hmm. if you exhaust your capacity in one direction you know if we can bring back we'll just continue this metaphor of <laughs> training in the gym like (laughs) you do one exercise for too long you're gonna hurt yourself right Mm -hmm. you're gonna become weaker and that's not ideal so yeah knowing your limits knowing your capacities and just respecting them I think a lot of what's coming out of this is just respecting yourself um respecting what's around you respecting your space respecting that book you're reading by not just like not like reading it knocking it down going to the next one um but savoring it and then using it to your best ability um, one thing that came to mind while you were uh, chatting there was, do you know Sherry Turkle? She's a she does a lot of TED talks and stuff, but she's Her a psychologist. Yeah. Um, she wrote a book called Growing Up Tethered, and so this was from one of my media courses this past semester, um, and she was talking about um, this ties into the solitude picture and knowing yourself that teens these days really don't have the ability to gain this like independent sense of um, identity Mm. because 
no matter where they are, they're always what she calls tethered or in community. So you're at school, there's people around. You come home from school, but you've got your cell phone and those you're talking to those people. Or you go out with your friends and your parents are saying, like, text me when you get there. So your parents are always with you. And these kids are never truly alone anymore, whether it's digitally or in community physically, to the point where there's this huge identity crisis happening amongst adolescents right now of being like, well, I don't know what, what who I am, but we'll follow this group mentality because that's what everyone else is doing. And now we're not, yeah, there's no sense of independence anymore, hmm. which is really terrifying because if you don't have that sense of identity or independence, you can't have like what we're talking about, the integrity. You don't know yourself. You don't know your capacities. You don't know what you're capable of. You've not explored it. And the scary thing, too, is that, you know, when these teens, there's, she's been interviewing them, and, and they're saying that, you know, I just I turn my phone off because it becomes too much. But then their parents worry. And now there's this anxiety that comes from turning their phones off because their parents are like, oh, I, you know, what were you doing? Excuse me, what were you doing? I couldn't, didn't hear from you. Like, you know, that's, that makes me worry. So we're kind of trapped right now, and solitude's really hard to find. Yeah. Um, now with, like, and solitude is really hard to find. How do you, how do you think people should go about building more integrity? So building more capacity for integrity, I should say. Like, mm. um, I think there's, there's a lot of. Uh, we sort of make it seem acceptable to fail at everything now because vulnerability is a big thing mm. <laughs> and maybe I'm, I'm i'm kind of tying in two different questions that i've i've got to like tease apart here but um so it, you know there's a lot of people talking about the vulnerability and it's okay to like it it's okay to like let your your feelings out and everything and I totally agree with that and everything but mm -hmm. At, at the end of the day, if you use vulnerability as an excuse for lack of integrity, it's uh, <laughs> how do you, how do you build up integrity in in this world where we also not only are tied into everything, but we're also so forgiving of of like failure and stuff. Mm. That's a really fun conversation. <laughs> I want to talk more on later. Um, I, th I think less is more. Okay. Like, just honing your craft and, like, not trying to be anything more than that, but just this is what I'm thinking of integrity, at least, is that, yeah, like, don't say yes to things that are out of your scope. Mm. So do less mm -hmm. because less is more. You can do, you know... A better job at doing one thing than you can at doing 3,000 things at one time um, and the vulnerability picture so I took a philosophy of emotion course oh cool and it was neat and it has me very confused um, <laughs> which is I think the point of philosophy courses but just talking about whether or not emotions are valid enough to use as an excuse for something hmm. And it's interesting coming at that as a psych student because I'm like, ooh, but suppression, not good, right? However, one concept we talked about in that course was using your emotions as kind of like bumpers, like in a bowling alley. So 
let them be a little bit of a guide, but not the path, if you know what I mean. So, you know, I'm saying yes to this thing, but it makes me feel kind of, Ugh. maybe that's, maybe I shouldn't say yes to that thing because it's not resonating with me. So maybe just not setting yourself up for that sort of, you know, I'm not going to like this thing. And then the emotion isn't the driver. Oh, yeah. However, I also, <laughs> I think this is the whole point with integrity is that we got to get away from those emotions because some days you're just not going to feel like doing things. Yeah. That's human nature. We get we get lazy, we get tired, and, and it's hard to press on. This is something I learned. I just committed to doing 30 days of yoga, and I just finished it. It was wonderful to finish that. <laughs> but nice. uh, a lot, like I'm going to say 60% of the days, I was like, I don't feel like doing it. But because I said I was going to do it, I had to do it. And those were the days that I actually got the most out of it because that's where I learned the most about myself and my thought patterns and and the things that that drive me that maybe need to be altered totally. towards a yeah, more fine fine-tuned destination I'll say. This one's tricky because I I really do care about people's emotions and I think they're important. Mm -hmm. And so I don't want to say like you know, if you if you really don't feel something don't do like I what am I trying to say here? They, they are, I think they are slightly, they're two different like conversation points for sure. Yeah. Because, and I think it's, it's kind of that um, dichotomy in your own personality and everything. Cause you are somebody that, you know, is very uh, like regimented to getting things done, mm. but also very in tune with emotion. Yeah. And sometimes they clash a little bit, but so I think in my opinion, Basically, the answer, something we're getting at here, as you've mentioned, is don't bite off more than you can chew. Mm -hmm. I'd say especially if you are on this path to building integrity. So mm -hmm. maybe like, you know, coming from a standpoint of already somebody that has their core value as integrity. Is it's like it, it's sort of that whole not like stoic or like very like uh like drill sergeant style thing where yeah if you say you're gonna do it do it because that's uh that's something that you like uphold as one of your core values mm -hmm. so i think so it's it's about building more integrity and that starts with like you said not taking on too much and also like working within like this is where we get back to solitude or being mindful working within those things that you actually are interested in or yeah. that you are focused on and knowing where to draw the lines between something that's like, um, as, uh, as like Derek Sivers says, like a hell yes or no. Mm. Right. So if it's, if yeah. it's not something that you're totally fired up for, maybe take some more time to consider whether you're going to say yes to it first. It's yeah. just like, uh, I know before we started this conversation, we we thought that the the embodiment of this whole integrity idea was Yoda's quote of of uh, he's as as uh, I think in in the um, the swamps when he's training Luke Skywalker and it's it's like uh, Luke says he'll try and then Yoda says try not do or do not yeah <laughs> and, and that was sort of our our theme for today, I think. Yeah. Um, so, so we already did like the, 
we talked about the vulnerability side of it mm-hmm. and perhaps you know that's probably like an, another longer conversation for another day because vulnerability ends up curving towards a whole other topic but um what do you think of like what if you what if you do something but you still fail at it and how does that impact your integrity mm-hmm. um or how should people go about approaching that that's a good question that's a good thing to bring up um that is a learning experience i'd say that's an opportunity to take a second and say okay w- what went wrong what held me back from getting there and then you know you can kind of reverse engineer this situation to see where your pitfalls were and either you get yourself up and you try again if it's something that you should try again at or you're you got to be really real with yourself and say like maybe i said yes to the wrong thing and then forgive yourself because you learned you learned about yourself you learned about your patterns you learned about your own personal beliefs about yourself and this is an opportunity to totally change those and yeah so i would say approach that with forgiveness first and foremost because oh no you tripped and fell if you ever watch someone, someone, a child, learn how to walk, they don't just get up and go. They, you know, take a couple steps and then they fall. And they take a couple steps and then they fall. And as parents, like, people don't, they're not like, oh, you fell. And they're like, oh, my gosh, look at the steps you took. That was great. So I think that that's a really good way to approach that is saying, like, look, at, I, I tried to do this and I really, really did try. Good for me. But I stumbled a little bit. That's okay. We're going to try again. We're going to get back up. We're going to learn from these mistakes. We're going to learn our mechanics a little bit better and then keep going. But yeah, that's a really good opportunity for Mm self-awareness. Really good. It's funny because I, uh, it was a bit of a, I I suppose it was a bit of a leading question because I knew that you were already familiar with that. It, that goes into the idea of the growth mindset, right? Mm -hmm. And I mean, we don't have to belabor the point too much today because it, it, I'm sure it'll come up regularly throughout. It's the whole idea that, yeah, you learn from your failures instead of attributing them to something like, oh, you can't simply do it. Like mm-hmm. there's always there's always a way as with like Ryan Holiday's book, The Obstacle is the Way. There's always like an answer to be learned from those failures and and figuring out, like you said, reverse engin- engineering a path in order to be more successful next time. Um, And I think like, instead of like going on a huge tangent about like growth mindset, I definitely recommend anybody read the book mindset from Carol Dweck. We actually, it's on the bookshelf over there. Come on in. (laughs) Yeah. Check it out here at flow spa. But um, because once it's kind of the same thing with flow, once you know that, is an actual that's an option basically in in the way you approach things i think it unlocks a lot for a lot of people Mm. it's like that and the book grit is kind of the same idea um with it's all about building that determination and that discipline through through practice Mm. and and through just yeah repeated failures until you succeed kind of thing um and and so uh Cool. That was that was the answer I was looking for. <laughs> 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 oh, 
No, I like I like that you just use the word practice because I think that's a really important note. Um, we live in a society right now where we see people's successes, but we don't necessarily see their their path to get there mm-hmm. so much with like social media and all these things. And what we don't see is that the people who are wildly successful in life have put so much effort into what they do, and they have failed so many times, and they have practiced their craft until they've perfected it. Like, look at an athlete. Like, they don't come out of the womb, like, doing whatever they do. (laughs) They practice, (laughs) and they get better, and they fall sometimes, and they hurt themselves sometimes, and then they get back up. And, yeah, I think that's really important to remember with integrity is that it is a practice, and what you practice is is what you get better at. So something I was thinking of just to kind of go back to the start here is if you practice saying yes to too many things all the time, you're going to get really good at that. You're going to get really good at overloading your schedule. And then that becomes your normal. And now you're stuck in this like feedback loop of just always being burnt out, but still saying yes to things. So then we come back to self-awareness, you know, catch yourself doing that so that you can stop that because it's not good for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there you can say, okay, what is important? What, where is, where does my yes go? And then it comes down to self-respect, right? So yeah, so practice saying no more. Yeah, I think so. It's a it's a good it's a good take-home point as well. Mm-hmm. Um, where where do you think integrity leads as far as flow goes? Like mm. how how does integrity end up leading to flow? That's a good question. Um, and I don't really have an answer no, for this, it's okay. so I'm letting I'm you just, process it first. I'm just going to take some time on it. I, yeah. Like, we see flow as having this this clear path. You've got yourself in the zone, and you're headed towards something. And integrity, I would say, are like the building blocks to flow. They're the steps you take. So if flow is the zone you get in, you got to say yes to things to keep moving forward. You have mm. to keep projects continuing to keep moving forward. And so you have to know when you're in the flow, what is part of your flow. You have to know what saying yes to is going to make your life a little bit more streamlined and a little bit more fine-tuned. So I would say it, it plays into, yeah, just furthering yourself along um, and not taking on the wrong things to distract yourself from kind of your ultimate goal or passion or yeah Yeah, very true and like i think the same the same thing and if you look at it from you know my preferred term of reliability Mm. if you are being reliable with yeah that path that you're on or those well if you break it down into being reliable on those goals that you set for yourself so that you can count on yourself to actually achieve them or to actually take action on them too. Mm-hmm. And uh, as, as we've been saying, not getting distracted along the way, um, I think having a good amount of focus on one one or just a few subsets of your interests or your passions, one, one obviously is like the easiest to manage, but sometimes people can manage several different goals at the same time and, and still approach the endpoints for them, especially like as you develop more awareness of flow and you can kind mm-hmm. of like get into this concentrated state, whether you want to call it deep work or flow again, um, and, and like focus 
intensely on those for whatever period you're working on it and then you know decompress switch gears and and go about focusing on something else but it takes that integrity or it takes that reliability to continue to grow because if you um if you're somebody let's say if you're living with less integrity you know you don't really value that integrity and it's acceptable to not always show up or to not always do the work then it just it takes that much longer to to achieve the end point mm-hmm. right and and probably with less success as well because you've you've sort of fallen off the path so many times um just because you're not upholding yourself to the the standard of of working on it regularly mm-hmm. that it's like it's like um the uh, if you're trying to deadlift 500 pounds and you're starting at like 225 pounds and you've set these like micro goals along the way to achieve each point but you only go to the gym like once every three weeks well you're <laughs> you're not going to make that home that much progress it's like you got to have that accountability that reliability that integrity mm-hmm. to make sure that you go the three times a week at least or whatever it's going to take mm-hmm. to to reach that end point uh within a reasonable amount of time uh, if that is something that you yeah. you've set for yourself as as a goal so to break it down in that kind of analogy mm-hmm. what kind of comes to my mind is, as you're saying that is just like protect your passion you know if you've got this passion for something but then you're you're flying all over the handle, like saying yes to all these things that are kind of in the realm of your passion, but they're too much for you to take on. At some point, if you just continuously fall off this wagon, you're going to start to lose a little bit of that excitement for this thing you're doing. Like, yeah, but yeah, you're going to, you're going to lose this excitement. And that's, I don't think that's fair to yourself to kind of take something that you consider yourself to be really passionate about but then mm-hmm. not be integral about it. And then eventually that just all dies. And then you, you're left with this, like, well, who am I and what am I doing? Totally. Right? So protecting your passion by saying yes to the things that make sense and the things that fill you up and the things that help you commit and achieve that, um, wildly important for integrity or reliability. Mm-hmm. Um, another point I like I'm, I'm coming on to the term reliability now. <laughs> At first I was like, eh, because the way I see it, reliability I see it kind of transactionally if that's a word (laughs) in terms of like relationship between 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 two people people, yeah yeah and and that's I think it's really cool that you use it for yourself because that shows that you have a relationship with yourself Hmm. you respect yourself you take that solitude time and you're like you know okay RJ me, myself, and I hanging out here, what are we capable of right now? And then that allows you to have this sort of friendship with yourself that, you know, it's hard to let a friend down. It doesn't feel good. So there's that integrity piece. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm into it. I like reliability. Cool. Come around. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You got me. (laughs) It's, It's got more. I don't, integrity's got a lot of depth. I just, yeah, it's got more, it's got more depth in my mind. The reliability piece. Cool. Um, I don't know what else can we say about integrity. I think we've we've kind of covered it mm. all, and hopefully people have some yeah important take home points to work on if they're if they feel you know it, it starts with that 
that know yourself. So if you feel that you are somebody that is not, yeah, you know, saying doing what they say that they will do as regularly as you'd like to, then um, yeah, look deeper at mm-hmm. at what you can kind of work on. I'd say one practical take home tip is to pay attention to the way that you talk to yourself and you talk to others. So language, like if you're saying, oh, I should do that, or I'll try, or I want to, these are all things that with those words, should, try, want, these are like escape routes. Mm -hmm. You know, if you say I'll try, that gives you the opportunity to not do it because you're just trying. And with trying comes maybe not getting there. But if you say I will, I'm going to, like it's happening, that's integrity. Like we're doing this. So don't be hard on yourself yet, but just take a minute to pay attention. Like don't even be like, okay, I'm going to be integral because that's saying yes to another thing that maybe you can't take on yet. Take a minute to know yourself. Pay attention to your language. Are you saying the word should a lot? Should leads to disappointment if you don't fulfill it. Let's not do that. Um, Are you saying try a lot? And from there, very slowly, change those habits. But just pay attention. Rephrase your language. Yep. So that's a We've heard that a lot so far with with you saying it as well. Mallory talked about mm-hmm. it a lot. And that's very cool. It it makes me think a lot about affirmations. Mm-hmm. And we don't have to spend a whole lot of time on, on it today, but it's another very interesting component of... I, I forgot to mention it earlier, but now I'm going to mention it because I think it's actually... It's all tying in. I, I wrote this this Kindle book called uh, the 21 mindset challenges um, Mm. for an unbeatable mind. And if I recall correctly, it's funny that I can't even remember. (laughs) It was, I can't remember every single one of them. I'm pretty sure I've got something about affirmations in there though, because I think that that's like a really easy thing to do to build up more integrity or, or reliability on yourself it's something it's weird it's it's like the um like uh tony robbins refers to it as like the neuro linguistic linguistic programming like you're priming your your brain by writing it down and something about writing it down links it between the two hemispheres of your brain um so that it's not just a thought that's floating around in your head but actually becomes a little more concrete Mm -hmm. it's kind of like what we just said with seneca's quote it's like that writing actually concretizes those ideas that you either get from yourself or from others and allows you to just be, um, it, it's interesting. If you want to learn more about affirmations, uh, the, the one book that kind of like <laughs> really does a good job is, uh, it's, um, how I think how to fail at almost anything and still win big. It's Scott Adams kind mm. of, it's like a memoir slash self-help book that Scott Adams, the creator of Dilbert wrote. And he is a big believer in affirmations because he had this like really terrible, um, like nervous tick stutter when he was, when he was presenting to people or like doing like public speaking events and he couldn't fix it. But then I can't remember the story of how he came across this whole affirmation idea, but he started writing down like, I will, um, fix my like nervous speaking tick or whatever his specific affirmation was and you know write it down and set like the priming for it and it actually worked for him and he was kind of blown away and then Mm -hmm. from there he like evolved it into 
like the about the Dilbert comics and saying like I will be like a like uh like a nationally public published comic strip artist or whatever mm-hmm. and it's using those those more powerful and like solid like affirmation style words in your language that is a very easy thing to to do in order to become more reliable on yourself or more mm-hmm. more integral right so yeah. well, using and and actually like writing it down and whether you have to do it just once a day or writing it down regularly some people recommend different styles of this whole like affirmation idea but saying like for example if you are wanting to deadlift that 500 pounds like i will deadlift 500 pounds but then even breaking it down into those sub goals so like i will deadlift 300 pounds within three weeks and and making it become more real by actually writing it down yeah. is a very subtle but cool thing that legitimately works. Yeah, I mean, I'd say it's not even subtle. It's huge. Like, it's simple. Um, but it's like, one thing I always say is, if you're going to do something, if you're che- or like you're reaching a goal, or you're trying, what's the word I'm looking for? Aspiring to do something. There we go. Good morning, everyone. <laughs> um, <laughs> live as if you've already done it. Live as if it's already happening. So saying those things like, I will deadlift 500 pounds suggests that you will do it. And so you have to step up. You have to take ownership. Mm -hmm. And then with that ownership comes, Yoda says something about great responsibility as well. (laughs) I forget what he says. That's that's actually a Spider-Man's uncle band. Oh, whatever. With great power comes great responsibility. (laughs) Yoda, whoever. Um, I just saw it on a meme with Yoda, so I assumed it was him. But, you know, the Internet doesn't always tell the truth. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, if you step into that position of, like, I'm doing this, then you've got that responsibility and the ownership of having to do it. And that's integrity. Yeah. So live as if it's already happening. And that's the other style of uh, the other style of affirmation that's written down that is very powerful is instead of just the I will is the I am the type of person that dot, dot, dot. Mm. So I am the type of person that deadlifts 500 pounds. I am the type of person that opens a business. I am the type of person that lives with integrity. Mm. I am the ter- type of person that does what I say I'm going to do. Those those things help to, for some people, they help to you to embody it a little bit yeah. more. gives you a pair of shoes to fill. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah, I think those are some good practical tips. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, so probably way more that we can go on with a lot of these topics, but we'll we'll kind of wrap it up today because I think we've we've settled on the whole integrity idea. And, uh, you know, now we'll just continue on with those other topics. So I think they also they if anybody has any like questions that we can answer in regards to this like specific questions or anything like that feel free to send them in because mm-hmm. it would be great to kind of evolve this into some q a of of our own as well mm-hmm. and and to help people out with some of these ideas maybe a little more specifically would be uh was, would be interesting for those actionable tips as well yeah i think that's a great idea send us your questions and Let's see if we can help everybody get a little more integral. Totally. We we will answer them. (laughs) Yes, we will. (laughs) Cool. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Flowcast. 
If you like listening to this podcast, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or your other favorite podcast player. And like we mentioned in the end of this episode, also send us in your questions. You can either email them or send them through Instagram, whatever's easiest for you. You can find us on Facebook. Feel free to send those questions in and we'll be happy to answer them. As always, thanks for listening.